planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to another episode of the Ever Black Podcast, proudly brought to you by RW Promotion and Black Light Art Design. I'm your host, Nev. On the show, we are joined by one of my favorite vocalists and frontmen on the planet, Chad Gray from Hell Yeah, who are set to release their new album, Welcome Home, on Friday, September 27. Welcome Home uh, is, of course, the last of the band recorded with legendary drummer Vinnie Paul, who passed away last year, and uh, it's just such a really great tribute to the man who had uh, such a massive impact on so many bands and, and musicians with, uh, of course, Hell Yeah and Pantera, um, and I, I feel really, really lucky to have uh, had the chance to interview him a couple of years before he passed. He was really, really cool, um, and just one of those pinch yourself moments anyone who actually interacted with him said uh, exactly the same thing that he was just a really cool guy but um you can hear him all over this album and it's just it just kicks so much ass and the band have done such a phenomenal job picking up where um you know where where it was left off um because it was of course unfinished it was midway through the recording that he um that he passed away but man man this album has got a lot of heart and it's heavy holy shit is it got those heavy moments i highly recommend everyone just go out and get it pre-order it now pre-orders are up um through uh, jb hi-fi and all digital retailers it's just uh yeah it's just a kick-ass album and uh and to be honest you know i was a bit nervous going into this interview as as I mentioned before, Chad is one of my biggest heroes and, in my opinion, one of the best metal vocalists ever. Uh, his his technique, as you know, if you know that you know you know his style, it's just insane. And um, you know, he's, he's in the interview. He gave a bit of a demonstration in the chat and uh, goes into detail about how he how he does it. You know, all the all the little little bit of speed stuff. Um, if you pause it right at the right moment uh, you can hear my head explode I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's just yeah it was just awesome it was just awesome but um, you know and it's always ones like these that make you uh, an even bigger fan afterwards when you interact with them you know it's uh, yeah it's really really cool so uh, yeah as I mentioned before pre-orders are up now for Welcome Home through JB Hi-Fi all digital retailers and uh, on a side note make sure you check out the web series that goes behind the scenes of the making of the album. It's, it's pretty heavy in some bits, uh, pretty emotional, but um, super inspiring. And, and as I mentioned, the band have just done such a kick-ass job at uh, bringing this album out. It's, it's, it's awesome. All right, before we go into the interview, I have to mention that this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Blacklight Art and Design, who are go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media, and they've got such a great turnaround. Highly recommend checking these guys out. www.blacklightad.com.au show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. 
Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to the Ever Black podcast through Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and now Facebook. We're uploading them there now. And uh, feel free to leave us a review and uh, subscribe, of course, and, and share the content. It means a lot to us and helps us uh, keep going. All right, here is my interview with the one and only Chad Gray from Hell Yeah. Get welcome home this week when it drops. You won't regret it. Enjoy. Hey, Chad, how are you, man? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, man. Thanks for taking the time to chat on the show, man. I've been a fan for almost 20 years of yours, so kind of a big deal for me. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. I I like fans of 20 years. That's good. Makes me feel nice and fucking old. (laughs) 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 Unless, of course, I started doing this. Unless, of course, I started doing this when I was five, which I didn't, unfortunately. I'm not far behind you, man. No. That's for sure. The only well, you feel, right? Feel well, that's right. That's right. But I guess I'm one up on you. I'm a grandfather, so there you go. There you go. I don't have any kids, but I just I think I just dodged some bullets, so it's all awesome. <laughs> 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 Oh, man, that's awesome. The new Hell Yeah album, Welcome Home, comes out on September 27, and I think what you guys have done here is just absolutely unreal, as it goes against expectations of what a Hell Yeah record should sound like in a lot of ways. Um, without losing its way at all, it, it's very, very cool, and you guys should be super proud of that. Thank you very much. We are. I mean, we're a pretty diverse band, and we kind of pride ourselves on that. So, I mean, when you've got it, when you've got drummers like Vinny and players like Tom and fucking badass bass players like Kyle and Christian that can fucking do the absolute badass on guitar, you know what I mean? You can do uh, all sorts of different things, man. We just we try to just open it up, man. Is it, I, the way that I write, it's like there's many emotions to the human experience, right? Mm. You know, nobody wakes up crying and cries all day. Nobody wakes up screaming and screams all day. You get, you're happy, you're sad, you're pissed, you're mad. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, I just kind of like, I try to write like that. I try to write with just all sorts of different emotions in, in mind. So um, people, whenever they're in that particular emotion, can bring it close to them, you know, and, and make it applicable to their life, hopefully. And uh, maybe it helps them and hopefully helps them push through and get through the day. I mean, I know the music did that to me for mm. more times than I can count. You know, heavy metal saved my life. It's kind of one of my, uh, my mantras or whatever is something I live by. And I'm very thankful to not only be a part of it, but uh, to have been turned on it to it at a very early age, you know, um, going through, you know, pretty tur- turbulent upbringing and abuse and shit and, um, you know, a lot of bad stuff. But, you know, I, I literally... I, I turned my, uh, I, try, I found metal, and uh, it didn't matter what, what the, it didn't matter what the, what the songs were about or what the dude was saying or whatever. It just, it, it just resonated inside of me, and it, and it just, it just kind of helped me fight and turned me into a fighter. You know, now I'm a fighter, I'm a survivor, I'm all those things, but never a victim. You know, you're talking about, you know, different emotions and different things, but there's different blended throughout the album. For example, like say. At Wicks End seems to me, from my point of view, like a ministry industrial groove blended with like an Alice in Chains melodies and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, it's was that part of the plan going into it? You know, you, you guys sort of discussed and said, let's just really turn this thing on its head. I mean, it's, it's like they give me the music, man, and I just write to it, honestly. I mean, I just get the music and I sit there and with every song, just one at a time, I mean, I did some, my brain can't even fucking process, you know, listening to, 
you know, 10 songs in a row over and over and over again. It's, it's so much shit going on. And so I just kind of get a jumping off point and, it, uh, <clears throat> you know, they write two or three or four songs or something or they get the compositions together and the song beds down or whatever. I just kind of listen through those a few times, like those four songs, and then I'm like mm. one will jump out of here, one will resonate in me a little bit or something. I'll just kind of jump on that one and I just, and then I will sit literally and listen to that song a fucking thousand times. I mean, just over and over, back to front, back to front, back to front, back to front. It's uh, one of the, it, it's funny to say, but like one of the things that I like live my life by and I have been since I've been a writer is a quote from Aleister Crowley. Even if you work poorly, work. You know what mm. I mean? Because the poor work that you think you're doing will actually morph into great work. But you like when I'm listening to the compositions over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, I'm like pounding my head off the table. I'm like, Jesus, I can't come up with anything for this and stuff. And you're just giving it so much energy. You're putting so mm. much energy into the song. And you're trying to get the song to speak to you. You know what I mean? So trying to catch that lightning in a bottle or whatever. And then you get up to go take a piss and boom, there's an idea because your own conscious mind kicks into it. Or you lay down to go to sleep after you've been listening to it so much. And it's just like, it just, it gets embedded in your mind and then you don't have to think about it. So the poor work, you know, so to speak, is you just giving the song its due time and attention. If you don't ever listen to it, it's never going to come to you. You know, if you don't pick up a hammer and a nail and a board, you're never going to build a fucking house. If you just sit and look at a hammer and a nail and a board, mm -hmm. it's never going to get built. Nothing's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to give it its time, and you have to get a bit, give it its attention, and you have to want it. You have to want it, and you have to, you know, search through the ether to try to pull something out of the clear blue nothing, you know, to that, that uh, comes into you and inspires you to, you know, get on a... a you know, a lyrical, like maybe it's a lyric, maybe it's a melody that you're humming out or something like that. You're just trying to find any way to, um, uh, just anything that it'll give you to just start building something, you know, it's like, you know, and then, you know, you just, you just keep messing with it, you know, and like uh, sometimes I'll do it and I, you know, and I will catch lightning in the bottle and it's great and I'm off to the races and sometimes I'll do it. I'll write a verse in the chorus and I'll be like, ah, I don't like it. I'll throw it away and I'll start a brand new. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. That's just how it works for me. You know, you're talking about just different di different songs on the record. It's like, I literally just, I just write. That's all I do. I just write. You know, I just, I just listen to the song and I just kind of come up with shit and I go for it. I mean, I've got, dude, I've got notebooks and all sorts of shit with words and lines and stuff written down probably 99 times out of a hundred, I never go back to them. It's always oh, yeah. something that comes out of my head, even though I have a stockpile of stuff, you know, <laughs> an, an arsenal of things that I could go to if I just wanted to write something, you know, but mm. I believe in the power of the song, you know, so I want to let the song be the song. Tells you what it wants with a lot of people. That happens with me. You got to wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gives you, you know, some kind of a direction. Like I said, sometimes mm -hmm. it's a lyric or sometimes it's a melody or, you know, sometimes it, it's it's not even, uh, you know, like a melody line or a lyric or sometimes, sometimes it's rhythmic. Kind of shit I do, the really fast stuff. I'm preparing up a fucking, you know, that stuff is like, is, was based off Benny's drums. You know what I mean? 
connect. Like they, you know, Benny loved that about our connection because he loved the way that I would play off the, the drum beats or whatever and build build uh, build songs around uh, his drum beats. And you know, uh, for example, three three three. You know that that was his baby on this record. That was like his song, mm. uh, just because that kick pattern, that kick pattern that he does in the verse, and uh, you know, and I can do that shit all day. But when you get to the chorus, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? This guy trying to break me? I don't even know what to do with it, you know. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna sing in the holes. Here we go. And yeah, ended up working out, you know. So. But he always had songs like that on records where they just like they're Benny songs, you know. Yeah, yeah. We all just play to him. So he'll come in with he'll he would come in with a drum a drum beat, you know, it was something ridiculous like those and like say when, same way. You know, that's how the song started. That was a beat that he came up with and the band literally wrote to him and then I wrote to the band and him, you know, so and then that's that's just how it was created. But yeah. But he, he was a bit I mean, people you know, not only is he a fantastic, um, unreal, arguably one of the greatest drummers in metal drummers ever. Absolutely, um, he was a gearhead. I mean, he knew a lot about he knew a lot about uh, he knew a lot about the gear. Uh, he knew a lot about uh, uh, arrangement. Um, he knew a lot about hook. He knew a mm. lot about. He just knew a lot. He knew a lot about songwriting. I mean, just and he is he was a big big fan of playing for the song. He loved to play for the song. And, uh, you know, I mean, that goes all the way back to him and Pantera. Walk is like, you know, you're a novice guitar player, you know what I mean? Or a novice drummer. Mm. And you could pick up a guitar and you could probably learn to play that riff in 15 minutes, you know what I mean? But that wasn't the point. The point was mm. not jerking off and like, look at what I can do because either one of those guys could play whatever the fuck they wanted to play on their respective. Yeah. 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 But they knew, they knew how to play for the song. They knew how to kind of dumb shit down sometimes to make it better, you know, because, you know, sometimes if you're just, you know, you're just being uh, self-righteous, so to speak, you know, or just like, look how fast I can play this or look how fast I can play these drums or look how fast I can the, the high I can hit a note or whatever, <laughs> you know, singing or whatever. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make for a great song, you know? No, that's right. But Walk <laughs> is a great song. <laughs> so that, that's a perfect example. How many young dudes out there that were just getting into metal, wanted to learn guitar, wanted to learn drums, that were just like, I need something to learn, and they love mm-hmm. Pantera. They cut their, their teeth on that mm-hmm. song, and then that led them on oh, the... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be, yeah. as you said, well, technical. Once you get the, once you get the, once, yeah, once you get that one song under your belt, man, now it's time to go fucking get a second song. That's you know, right, man. That's how you get started, you know. Uh, so, you know, a lot of guitar players do that. They they learn one riff, and then they want to learn the whole song that that riff came from. Then they want to learn another riff. Then they want to yeah. learn that whole song. Next thing you know, you got a fucking guitar player, you know. So Vinny really knew how to play for the song. Absolutely, man. I, I was going to say, like you were mentioning, you know, we're talking about guitars and drums and, and stuff like that. But vocally, you're very similar as well. You can you can do your melodies and stuff like that and make stuff easy for people to sing along to. But then on the flip side of that, I've found some of your stuff can be expert level, like especially the fast stuff. When I was yeah. starting to learn vocals, man, holy shit, some of that stuff, I I still like all the overdubs. 
I still can't nail it today, and I don't yeah. know how the fuck you do it, but you do it. Where does that come yeah. from? Where did, where did the origins of all that come from from you? Because it's I crazy. It, it just came, came from playing with came from playing with fucking great drummers, man. Really, honestly, in great rhythm sections. Fucking, you know, you just... I always say, I always like to think about songs as being, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I always tell Tom, I'm like, make this shit danceable. When you're writing a riff, make it danceable. You know what I mean? It sounds weird to say danceable because you start thinking about pop and hip hop and shit like that. No. You know, uh, fucking Pantera was danceable. It was a yeah. fucking danceable band. <laughs> it was heavy as fuck. <laughs> even, even Metallica, you know what I mean? Shit was danceable. It was like, you know, so back to just my vocals and stuff like that it was just like I was I was always drawn to the rhythms of things and stuff like that and that's part of my kind of prowess or whatever is mm. is having that kind of rhythmical element but it's about it's not about how fast I'm singing it's about the bounce in between it's sometimes it's the silence between the notes you know what I mean it's like it's the bounce of the groove and then maybe I'll only write a couple you know a line and then I write two lines, and now I'm on a bounce. Now I've got the groove, and now I know how to bounce it. And the lyrics just start kind of coming to me. And the more I sing it, the more it's mu- it's really about muscle memory. It's like guitar playing. It's yeah, like yeah. drumming. A lot of drummers that are that are tech- super technical drummers don't really think about what they're playing once they know it. Because once they know it, they just know where they're they fucking their hands and their feet know exactly what to do. Guitar players are going these fucking ripping fucking leads. And it's not necessarily that they're sitting there thinking about HRB, you know, I mean, they're not thinking about the notes. They're just going, they played it so many times. It's their, mm. their fingers know where to go and their right hand knows where to pluck. And it, with me, it's just about the bounce. And it's just like, you know, I'm and I'm going to fucking big minimum. It's just like, boom, I'm just like, now I'm off to the races and stuff like that. So it's a lot of it's about muscle memory. You know, it's just training yourself how to, and dude, sometimes it's like, you know, I'm propane and I'm pro rates of fuck everything. I'm propane and I'm pro rates of fuck everything. I'm propane and I'm pro rates of fuck And I learned to sing it faster, 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 faster until I get it to the tempo that I need it. And then maybe that is the first line. And then I'll like the bounce of it. So then that yep. leads me to, to write the second line, the third line, the fourth line, and shit like that. That's just how it works. That's, that's, how, that's, how, it works. that's how it works for me. It might work for you a different way. You know, everybody's different about how they approach songwriting. You know what I mean? So. I like to tell the I like the song to tell me kind of what it wants to be about. Yeah, yeah. I pound my head off the fucking table, you know, for an hour or so, yeah. whatever, <laughs> or hours, or days, uh, or days. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. No, I've definitely no, I've definitely feel you there. And uh, of course, one thing I want to say, man, like the album, it's a hell of a lot of fun to to drive through. I've been driving to work. I've got an hour drive to work and back, and I've been cranking it. And oh, even though it's a lot of fun, man, like. Right. The album has a hell of a lot of heart, and the song "Sky and Water." It's just, it, dude, that is a beautiful tribute to Vinny. Um, and there's a lot of there's wise words in there, you know. Keep on keeping on, and don't yeah. sweat the small stuff. It feels like that's a real positive message that's in those there. Are, those are his words. Those are his. Those are his exact words. Like he would always tell me, like, Chad, don't, Chad, don't sweat the small stuff. He used to tell me that shit all the time. You know, yeah. He just laughed. He's like, Chad, don't sweat the small stuff. Come on, man. And he's like, and the keep on, keep it on. Man, man, you just got to keep on, keep it on. I mean, he was always like that. He was, I mean, fucking, we, we've all been riding on tour buses for God knows how long, him even longer than me, and fucking, mm. you know, and shit like that. But our bus broke down, and we did four weeks in a van. 
in a little mini, like two minivans. Like, and I, when I say minivans, I don't mean small vans. I mean small vans with many seats that oh, didn't shit. recline. <laughs> like, <laughs> an absolutely miserable. I mean, we were doing like full blown, full long haul drives that you would do in a bus, you know, driving states and shit. And Vinny drove a lot of those drives. You know what I mean? And I mean, like, here you got a guy who's probably been riding tour buses for 30 years, and he's driving the minivan with his band in it. And everybody <laughs> in it laughing and fucking, we, we were all laughing and just fucking, you know, we just made the best of it all the time. You know, that was just him. I mean, that's how he was. I mean, he was so generous and so gracious and so kind and truly loved us and truly loves his fans and his family. We consider we don't even consider fans family or fans fans. We consider fans family. You know, oh, man. that's kind of our thing. It's like, yeah, we're all in this shit together. Nobody asked for it. <laughs> you know, I didn't ask <laughs> to be put here. But God damn it, I need every single one of you to help me get through it. And if you need me, I'll be there to help you get through it. You lean on me and I'll lean back on you. That's the deal. You know what I mean? Deal? Let's do it. You know, let's let's march on. You know, so uh, we all, uh, you know, it's it's weird. It's like, you know, some people think like music when you're on stage and stuff is a give and take, you know. Yeah. You know, we're giving and, they're, and then we're taking something from the crowd and stuff like that. The way I look at it, it's more about all of us sharing. You know what I mean? We're sharing something. You know, we're not that energy. Giving, I'm not giving you something. You're going to, yeah, it's it's about sharing the space. It's about mm. sharing the energy. It's about sharing the love, the camaraderie, the bro- brotherhood, the sisterhood, the friendship, the love, the family, and everything together. That's what it's about to, to me, you know? Um, you know, it's like you can say, or, you know, you know, what's the difference between being rich and being wealthy? Being rich to me is like having a lot of money or having a nice boat or having a badass car or having a badass house and shit like that. But being wealthy is what we have as metal. Yes. Like that's what I Absolutely. feel. Like I feel when I'm on stage and I'm in a, I'm in a room with my family and our family and we're all together there supporting one another, leaning on each other. That is true fucking wealth to me. You know, so you can take your money, you can take your car, you can take your fucking house. I'm not going to, I'm not, cause I'm not giving this shit up at all. I mean, this isn't for sale. You know, this isn't something you can buy. This is something that you belong to. This is something that you become, you know, and this, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's about being a part, even being the singer of the band or whatever. It's about being part of something that's bigger than me. And for every single person in that, in that crowd, I'm no better and you're no worse. I'm no worse, and you're no better. You know what I mean? We're all in it together, and we're all going to get through it together. And that's how we have to look at it, you know. And once we, the the sooner we have that understanding and realize that, the better off we're going to be, you know. So, and I and I totally agree. It's not just that way with Hell Yeah. It's that it's it's that way with all the all metal bands. Like, man, Absolutely. You, any fucking metal show I go to, any metal show I go to, all my friends' bands that are in Bitcoin, the Slipknots, the Lamb of Gods, the fucking Slayers of the World, all of them, I mean, fucking you name them. You know what I mean? When I go to their shows, man, I feel like I'm a part of fucking Slayer. I feel like I'm a part of Slipknot. I feel like I'm a part of Lamb of God. I fucking felt like I was a part of Pantera when I was 17 fucking years old. You know? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I loved it. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I didn't have any friends that weren't Pantera fans. And you know what? I didn't want to have any friends that weren't Pantera fans. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any friends that aren't Slayer fans. And you know what? I don't want to have any friends that aren't Slayer fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Advice, it's just, it's, you know, the kids like, 
it's not a competitive sport. Art is an extension of yourself. It's an extension of your soul. Everybody's music should be different. It should be a little different, even if you're in the same genre. So you just gotta, you just gotta, in the words of Lemmy, run it up the flagpole and see who salutes it. I was debating about asking this one, man. But um, next year is the 20th anniversary of LD50, and I know even though you guys aren't active, do you have uh, plans to celebrate that in some way? Because that was a big deal for a lot of people. I do. I have no idea. I have no idea. I know it's a big deal for a lot of people, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably bigger now than it's ever been, honestly. Um, you know, so, I mean, I know, I know that it's that it's a big moment, and it's uh, definitely a bear, just a, you know, huge hurdle, uh, you know, to, you know, whatever. But, I mean, me and the guys still talk. Everybody's cool, they, but they, I, you know, every single one of them understand that I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm doing it yeah. for a fucking reason. I'm on a mission right now to carry the carry the torch uh, for for not only my brother, my drummer, my one of my best friends, some my childhood hero, but a mentor of mine. I'm you know I'm here to carry his torch for him, for his brother, for Jeff Hanneman, for Paul Gray, for Lane Staley, for fucking Chester Bennington, for fucking Chris Cornell, for all of them. Lemmy, Ronnie James. I mean, you name it. I mean, I think that. They were all so gracious and selfless mm. that they uh, they left us all behind their music to be able to get through the rest of our lives with, and that their music helped us get as far as we are now, and they, and they left it for us. And I think we need to embrace that. And I'm going to carry this torch with my metal, my with my band and my metal family that is yep. worldwide, and I'm we're going to do it together, man. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I cannot wait to get down to Australia again. But is that happening? We're already talking about it. Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely it's going to happen. We just need to get everybody to stomp on the ground, throw yourself down on the ground like a little kid, hold your <laughs> breath, throw tantrums, make noise, and just be like, we want hell yeah, da, da, da. You know what I mean? Like, just make as much fucking noise and stomp your feet as hard as you can. And when the promoters can't deny it, they have to bring us. Excellent. Metalhead Hellions, and we will come. Absolutely, awesome, man. man. Thank you so much, Chad. I, I appreciate hey, it so yeah, much. Man. I had a fucking great time talking to you, man. Cool. Oh, man, that means a lot. Well, I hope so you have a good better. day, brother. You too, man. Take care and let's stay in touch. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 